The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. This is The Alpha Sessions. I'm Emma and I'm here with Melinda Ortner. Hello. Hi, Emma. How you doing? You alright? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me here today. Thank you for coming down. Absolutely. Um, so take us back to the very beginning of the music thing for the you. The very beginning. The very beginning. Oh, How did it all start? so scary. <laughs> um, I was uh, in musicals as a kid, but it was more just because I, I, I was just singing with my chest voice. Like, I didn't think I actually could sing. I just, like, was small and petite. And so I was playing, like, Oliver. Amazing. I was a boy, you know. <laughs> um, and then they, like, needed more... Um, they needed like alt- female altos for the choir, and so I was just kind of trying to do it for like to fill space, you know, in the school. <laughs> um, but then I was like, oh, actually, I'm not, I'm not that bad. I, or I don't know, I, de- I, I developed a little bit, and then people were saying, yeah, you sound good. You have a nice clear tone. I did. Now it's like just in, I'm just embracing the more <laughs> raspiness that's happened over the years, probably from like not singing correctly all the time or speaking. Uh, so that was sort of stemmed it, and then my parent, my my dad's a music uh, teacher, oh, wow. and uh, he has all sorts of instruments in the house. So we always had music growing up. He was he taught music in Peru, and um, wow. so we had all these really cool instruments, which I didn't play any of them, but you know they were there, <laughs> and there was a piano, and uh, I, so I, I did grow up like doing a bit of piano lessons, and, um, so that was helpful. Thanks, Dad. So at what point? <laughs> <did> you- <laughs> So at what point did you kind of think, okay, I want to make a go of this as an artist? Um, I was in, I was at Cal Poly in uh, uh, in San Luis Obispo, ah. which is like near Santa Barbara okay. in California. It was like an engineering school, but I was doing a theater degree. Cool. <laughs> so it like it was like scraping by, looking like, wow, you got into Cal Poly. Well, well, I did, but on the theater program. So, <laughs> anyways, um, it was then I was like closer to LA so I was like on the weekends I was kind of doing what nobody else was doing is like driving to LA for like really random like gum tree kind of auditions like okay. we don't have gum tree there but Craigslist. The gum tree we have Craigslist yeah, yeah so okay. like Craigslist auditions for like weird gothic films like I was like 19 or something or eight yeah and I was like I'm, I just need to go to LA I need to get there I was very gung-ho about being in LA so I um I went there went to LA and then I just I didn't know anybody I mean I yeah I really didn't know anybody was that quite scary yeah it was I remember driving there with all my stuff and like um I'm not the kind of kid that like talks to I don't talk to my mom and dad like every single day so like you know I mean it, it was like I needed to call her on the ride and be like can we talk? I'm like, you know, I'm just leaving here. I'm just driving to LA, like kind of young, you know? And I was like, I was freaking out. I just remember that drive was so, it can't, smelled like cow cow manure. Like there's this long <laughs> stretch where there's no reception even. So then oh. you lose, then I lost the, dropped the call. And Signal. I'm just like, here I am. There's no reception in the middle of nowhere getting to LA. But it was cool. I, I ended up starting though I, uh, in this city called Corona, which is like two hours north of LA. Um, which I was very not happy about because like no, I'm there's LA and I'm passing it and like it was a this thing called Young Americans. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was um it's like a performing arts group and they they're on the jazz hands. That's amazing. You know what I mean? They're yeah. very like theatrical, really cool. Like they've played, they're very they're very old an old group. Like they've been going on for a long time. They performed with like Julie Andrews wow. and the they played for the Kennedys and they've toured all over and so it was like a big fish in a small pond. Back in my hometown, kind of. 
not really. There were a lot of talented people in my town, actually. Um, but then I was like a really teeny fish in a big, big pond with the Young Americans. Um, so I did that for a year, and that was cool. Um, it was like kind of my – well, I had already lived on my own, like, in university or mm. college, as we say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still different. Like, when you're in the school system, you know, you're, like, in your dormitory, and you have this program, and you have the campus to – you run around in like it's more safe it's kind of a different living alone living by yourself uh, independently when you're doing music like yeah, it can be scary though yeah it was it was definitely it was definitely yeah i was like god it's really young to just move to LA by myself yeah <laughs> anyways but yeah i, I got there <laughs> for a while um so before someone comes in i normally like just troll through some things online mm. um and i noticed that your website says that you're a mix of muse fiona apple regina specter um and i looked at that and i just thought what a quirky mix of artists what made you pick those and do you think that they um, inspire you Thanks. Um, I didn't pick Regina Spector. She's okay. awesome, but I just got that comparison a bit, so I oh, okay. just threw it in there. So I was yeah. like, all right, well, that's more accurate than like unbiased sort of description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I grew up listening to a lot of Radiohead. Um, all my family are like guy. Like my, I have two brothers, yeah. um, cousins. I'm very close with all dudes, so they like grew me up on like. Stone Temple Pilots and Nirvana and Radiohead nice. and um, all the good bands, Pearl Jam. Um, and so, yeah, I think I was more swayed to, like, that dark rock stuff. And then yeah. Muse came around, and I didn't really think they were that much like Radiohead, but I know that they get the comparison a lot. But it was, then the Muse thing, I was just like, oh, that's, like, I just want to, that sort of, it's, like, classical music mixed with, like, rock, rock and, like, elect- electronic stuff. I yeah. w- always loved electronic music. And I think... Because I have a short attention span and, like, I totally have ADD. I just, I love singer-songwriters just playing guitar. I love it. But my attention span, like, doesn't allow for so much of it. So I was more going towards, like, Daft Punk. Yeah. Or um, Fisher Spooner or, like, Purity Ring, which is their more recent ones. Or or Air, you know Air? Yeah, yeah. Like, that stuff just resonates with with me so much because there's all these layers of sounds and there's a lot going on like so I'm stimulated like so I don't many know layers. That's, yeah, yeah it's beautiful yeah and like gold frap I love gold frap yeah amazing um so I wanted to kind of and it's harder to do obviously if you're doing a solo show you know you're just kind of you're doing the keyboard but like in my head it's like there's all these things <laughs> happening as well <laughs> Yeah. 
girl, you missed another cue to call in a day with your heartbreak. Instead, you had the lines you fed you without reading in between. And now your heart aches. So wake up, can't you see? He's only scratching to you bleed. Then I'll take what you said And I'll try to get it out of my ear Build me up to put me down Easy why you let me drown Where's the pain I should be feeling now? Tell me there's a reason why I never I can't believe I've wasted all this time And I need a better reason for your sweet little lies As quickly as you get here, I'm left here to cry When it's always almost never said Sometimes we'll see, then I'll take what you said And I'll try to get it out of my I'll try to get it out of my I'll try to get it out of my head. The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. So in the band that you didn't bring here, yeah. like what what is there? Who plays what? So Alex is kind of like I call him the MD. He's, he's like the the fat synth player. Not fat, sorry. The the synth is fat. <laughs> He's the fat synth player. No, he's actually he's actually quite skinny. <laughs> but um, it's uh, this amazing. Oh, I should know what it, Dave something Dave. I should know what it's called. And then um, I got an awesome drummer Nick and a, um, a new guitar player named Quentin. Cool. He does like he really makes it rock and stuff. And all those lines that I wrote in the arrangement of the album, he he like gets out there. Otherwise, like I we don't we only we didn't have we don't have enough instruments to get yeah. all the all the arrangements that are in the album. You know, so yeah, that's been cool. We had a really cool uh, j- a festival we played in at Lecklade and uh, the Cotswolds. Oh yeah, I've only been there in the winter, like Christmas time. We just came back from there actually. Oh really? I, I, this is an honest thing. I thought it was actually called the Cotswolds, as in like the Cotswolds. The <laughs> Isn't there like a store called the Cotswolds, like a play like, on? But I was totally baffled why there wasn't an R. Mm. And mm-hmm. this is literally what I found out in the last week. That's so funny. In your English. Really sad. Oh, Emma. That's so funny. Um, you also won an amazing award with the um, MTV Star in the Spotlight. Yeah, that was so random. Um, I had, like, a manager at the time in L.A., and um, she sent me a link or something. I think that's what it was, and I just submitted my video, thought nothing of it, and it was. Um, it ended up to be really cool. Um, we got to open for Joe Jonas and, like, um, Cobra Starship and Miguel. Do you know Miguel? Ooh, I've heard of him. Yeah. And uh, they weren't even, Miguel like wasn't that big at the time. I think he's like quite um, 
bigger now. Bigger I know, now, yeah. yeah. I don't keep up sometimes <laughs> in my own little world. Um, and then we played at the pre-VMAs, which was really awesome. So amazing. That was in L.A. Um, at the House of Blues. And, um, and then we, well, actually part of the award was to get my a music video, like, played on MTV2. Um, but I kind of screwed that up because I, I had a video, the one that, the one that won, I was like, oh, but I'm working on this other one that's way like darker and cool. And, um, but then by the time we finished it, I just, I don't know. I just like, it was, had been so much time since then. So I never actually, I never got that bit of the award and it's kind of my own fault. Um, oh, the, the trials and tribulations of ADD. (laughs) Oh my God. Like even the stuff that would be good for me, I forget to do anyway. Um, but it's still like there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I've been working on this crazy ice video for too long now. And like, that's the one I would want to, I'm just going to like, the people are probably not even working there anymore that I, you know, that were part of the award stuff, but you never know. I'm just going to, when I have it ready, I'm going to be like, so remember that time I won that award and I never Can I got send it. a video of now. Yeah, I know it's been like five years, but <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, let's talk about your album as well, which yeah. is really awesome. And if people like the session, they can go and oh, buy thanks. it and listen to it and stuff. It's called I'll Be Okay, right? Um, I Want to Be Okay. I Want to Be Okay, sorry. Um, okay. Talk to us a little bit about that and the process of putting it together. Oh, thanks. Um, so that was, um, uh, we recorded a lot of the, like the strings and bits of the cello we put all the cello and bits in Israel I, I wasn't in Israel myself but my producer um, is it was Israeli and so we use a lot of the, um, his musicians back in where he's from I guess near Tel Aviv and um, so it was amazing like with the internet you know you don't have to be everywhere you, you are everywhere you know you you can just have someone do that and send the files and then yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool oh, I think that's crazy yeah yeah but it, they sounded great and um I think, like, it, the fees weren't as much when you, like, get musicians not in L.A. I feel like L.A., <laughs> it's just, they charge more. It's just yeah. L.A., you know? Because yeah, yeah. they're also, like, well, they're not working on your project. They're, like, working on Macy Gray's project. Yeah. So you're, like, the small artist, but you don't have the budget as, but they, like, think for some reason that, like, I'm like, you guys, you guys forgot I'm not on the level of Macy Gray, so you're going to have to give me the indie rate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so his name's Asaf Rode, and he's awesome. Now he's, like, MD for, like, Ava Max and wow. um, Lil Nas and stuff. Like, everybody that in that little, in that group who worked on my album are, like, now doing so well. Like, they're playing with Jason Mraz, and, like, one of them won a Grammy, and aloe black and so crazy yeah so it's been nice to see all of them do so well so they're all on the record i got them on the record before they were before they were hot shots um (laughs) and so that was a long and grueling process though so i was like doing dog walking to pay for it a long time like for i mean i want to say like four years just because he was you know he had his day job um at the time you know playing guitar for other things like this online website thing um and then I was walking dogs, and so I was, like, slowly paying for it as, as I went along, and then it just took so long, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's different when you're signed and, yeah. like, you just have this strict timeline and you have a team that's, like, pushing you. Yeah. And, you, you know, it, it's different when it's kind of almost like it, not a side project, but it's, like, because you're a human, you still got to do your laundry. You don't have, like, yeah. anybody helping you. You're, like, doing the human thing, which is hard enough. And then you're, like, doing an album as well. So I think people are always like, when is it out? And, like, like I now have so much respect for these kinds of these kinds of products because they, they really are a labor of love. And, like, um, they just take so much. And also there's, like, battle scars in the end. Like, you know, you, yeah, you have to compromise a bit. 
And um, but I my album would not be. I'm so proud of that album, and it would not have been anything close to what it is without Asaf. Like he did so much um, beautiful arrangements and just like genius playing. And um, I wrote bits too, of course, and obviously the songs. But um, but he added those bits at just like the smallest thing, you know, we'll just make the song. So um, I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> Would you take another four years to do another one? God, don't ask me that. <laughs> uh, well, basically I have been because I haven't done another one yet. But um, now I'm just like focusing on like just singles and music videos and even music videos for those songs. Yeah. Even though the album has is released technically. But it's kind of like, okay, well, it's out, but... Like the world, the whole world doesn't know it's out. Like I could take it down and re-release. I think a lot of artists actually do that. They yeah, like sometimes. re-release until it gets traction. Yeah. You know, like take everything down, put it up, try again. You know, like don't just keep. I mean, it's good to keep making new music, but um, I mean that's a good album there. You know, but I also need to focus on new music too. <laughs> As I was like balancing it, um, but I should try to get in more sings and stuff too. But I have gotten some cool sings. I wanna be 
isn't meant for me and I wanna be okay if I lose this fight after all this time and I wanna be okay if nothing comes from the one thing I For sessions, you spent some time in LA for ages, yeah, and then you moved ages. to London. What yeah. made you want to do the move? I know everyone's like, "Why would you? Why would you move to London?" I mean, we love having you California. here, but yeah. <laughs> like, are you mad? Like, I, I mean, the winter isn't the best. <laughs> I just, that's when I go back to LA. Like, okay, I'm gonna go to LA for a month now. <laughs> um, I have always been like an Anglophile. Like, my parents. Um, my dad grew me up on like Monty Python and <laughs> all English musicians and of course the Beatles. Um, but a lot of Monty Python and like that was camping was my life, like going camping in the woods and stuff. Like I'm, I'm a big, big nature girl. And that's like where I found so much uh, peace and joy and just playing as a kid. And I was like literally looked forward to that every summer. And we would just sit around the campfire and listen to just the audio of Monty Python. I never actually <laughs> saw, I never saw, I didn't even know that there was a film. Until really? years later, I was like, what? And it just like kind of just shattered this whole Legion. wall. I was like, no, I, I'm going to go back to the audio. Like, I liked just picturing everything. Like, the penguin on my television. Like, I just wanted to picture that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't need to see it all acted out. But yeah. anyway, so that, I guess that was it. And then I had English friends that lived down the road. And they were living in California because of their parents, you know, their job and stuff. But then I remember the day they moved back to England. And I was so sad. And we visited Aww. them when I was, like, 10. And I just had so much fun here. And I was like, I just see myself living here when I'm older. I just <laughs> had, like, this vision. So, I, I mean, London is a great city. I think people like to bash on it because, you know, like, everyone likes to kind of bash on where they live. Like, oh, the grass is always greener on the yeah. other side. But um, London is, like, such an amazing city. I mean, the weather isn't great. And there's people everywhere you know but there's also really lovely people um and I felt like I didn't offend people so much here like I could sort of like take the piss out of people <laughs> that's okay to say yeah and they weren't like oh my god I'm so offended or like I don't know they're just like a bit more sensitive over there in my opinion like I feel <laughs> like we can just kind of banter and like yeah it, it's not gonna hurt your feelings do you know nope. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I really appreciated that. The humor, I think. You know what I mean? How would you compare the music industry in L.A. to the music industry in London? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, L.A. is like a mecca. You know, there's so much happening. There's a lot. Like, if you're a guitar player, I'd say the best place to be would probably be L.A. Because you're just, you know, that's where all the, the that's where they're booking all the massive tours. But not necessarily, you know, there's a lot of musicians here that have gotten on big tours, too, and stuff. But as an artist... I mean, I didn't think it was a very nurturing place in L.A. Like, it's 
a big grid of sidewalks and it's all industry, industry meetings. Uh, you know, like I didn't find as many venues and stuff, but obviously there's venues there and stuff and it's great. But I found in London, I was just playing constantly. Like there's just even pubs, you know, pubs are pubs, but there's not even very many, there's not really pubs in LA, you know? So you can just play all the time in a, in London, everywhere. So the live music scene, I think is, there's a buzz, there's like a, it's just more alive. There's like a, a bloodline, you know? It's like yeah. there's, um, there's this energy. And I couldn't deny that, you know? And I think people who come from LA over here just for like a week to check it out, they always leave London being like, oh man, like I'm, I'm just buzzing from that. There's, do you know what I mean? Whereas in LA, <clears throat> I think it's a bit more, it's kind of a lonely city. Like it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place weather-wise and, you know, I mean, there's great food and all that, but you are, you're, you're in your car a lot and you're not, you know, on, there's no tube or anything. So you're not connected a lot. You know, you're disconnected a lot. You're kind of alone in, you know, the one box to the next box yeah. to the next box. And so I, yeah, I was missing that connectivity that I always felt when I came here to do like tours and stuff. But I mean, as far as like opportunity, it's a tough one. You know, sometimes I think about moving back to LA, if I'm honest, like, um, and I might, you know, just because it's like, oh, what, where would I be if I hadn't left? You know, there yeah. always pops into my what head. If? What if? Yeah. And like, then you start seeing people on your social media, like that are still in LA, like having a a big break or you know something you're like oh if I just stayed there that would be happening to me too you know but then there's like so much amazing stuff happening here too so I think because of the internet things are just so much more global now you know you can be in like a tiny little town in Boulder and something and be a, a YouTube sensation and never left never le never stepped on into an airplane to go to LA or Nashville or yeah. and Nashville also is like a big hub so I think talent rises, hopefully talent rises to the top, especially the internet, you know, just keep putting your stuff out there yeah. and people will see it, whether you live in Timbuktu. And or, you're really good at that, yeah. see. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> see, I've gotten the self-deprecating thing down. I've, it's, it's because I've been in That's England English now thing. for four yeah. years. I'm like, I swear I wasn't this bad b before. I was like, more like, more cocky. Now I'm just yeah. like, no, no, no. <laughs> When all the world is fast asleep And we're up chasing every dream I know time won't ever slow down No, no, but I could swear it stopped right now And our midnight, not gonna I felt it start 
closed my eyes and finally felt alive. So high, I can't come down. All eyes are on us now, but I can't hear a sound. And I can't touch the ground when hearts collide. And maybe I, maybe I, maybe I had it all. For sessions, we were chatting a little bit um, off air and on air um, about the kind of the mental health versus musician thing. Yeah, um, and there's obviously a lot of chat now, which is really really amazing. Um, and being a hospital radio station primarily, um, we do have programs on the station about mental health specifically um, and yeah. ways that you can combat that and help yourself whilst in the hospital bed. Um, but as a creative, we were having a chat about how, um, because you give yourself more time to think to be creative, there is yeah. that kind of, that risk of giving yourself too much time to think anyway. Yeah, like this, yeah, as we were saying, the, the wandering eye is, yeah. is um, can lead to more uh, depression and anxiety because, you know, you have this time to really like ruminate in thoughts and um, everyone has thoughts, you know, yeah. but I think what, artists and also just non-artists need to realize is that like you are not your thoughts and like I have to remind myself this like I am not my thoughts like they are just like a wave of things that in a way almost out of my control that I just have to observe as if I'm looking at a sunset or if I'm looking at a looking at a a, I don't know the traffic I'm just watching it go by and it's not necessarily something I have to start analyzing every thought and being like, I need to make a decision because this thought is really, I have to fix this. It's just a thought. And if it keeps coming up and coming up, then maybe, you know, maybe it's something to, to address, to look at. But other, other than that, it's just, you have to like allow the wandering to happen. Cause as a artist, you know, that's where your creativity does come. Um, but sort of at the cost of being a bit um, vulnerable to falling into thinking too much and ruminating ruminating is like just yeah you over I think I'm an overthinker oh my gosh you know overanalyzer analysis paralysis I think more people are over 
thinkers than they let on they are for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I'm. I think artists are more sensitive than others. But again, I. I I don't even like saying that because I think everyone is sensitive, as you just kind of alluded to. Like, yeah. I think just some people don't open up as much about it. And I I think there's something really beautiful about showing your vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, it is scary, but I think when you do, other people realize it helps other people. And, and we're here to help each other, right? We're here yeah. to be like, hey, it's okay to be sad sometimes. <laughs> like, like, I don't think the goal anyways is happiness i think because happiness is very eluding and it's so sometimes so much based on things that have come into your life that will go also like they'll come and they'll go yeah (laughs) i think it's more just i don't know like being a caretaker of the world you know like doing your best leaving leaving the place better than you found it and also just like inspiring and serving others rather than just chasing your own pleasures because a lot of things that we do um that you know oh just do it makes you happy well, what if I do that thing that makes me happy, but it's causing someone else to suffer or something else? Like, yeah. So it's like, I don't know if I should just do things that please me anymore. I should do things that maybe are better me or better the world or give me strength or um, show compassion um, and kindness versus just having it all about me, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. As a final kind of like note for people that have loved what they've heard, which I don't understand why they wouldn't. Oh, um, that's so and nice. And for people that have enjoyed the interview, <laughs> like where can they go? What can they do to find out more about you? Oh, thanks. Um, you can just Google Melinda Ortner. It's M E L A N D A O R T N E R. Um, obviously, it'll be on the <laughs> on the on the, the video. <laughs> I didn't need to spell it, but I did. Um, <laughs> and uh, then you know, Instagram, Facebook, my website. My website is melindaortner.com or melindamusic.com. I made it easy. In case, like the spelling, you know, um, and Twitter, you know, same, same as every everybody, all the platforms, <laughs> normal social stuff, normal social media. <laughs> well, thank you again. It's really nice to chat. No, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. But I have you too
But I 